Hello there, you fabulous interior design professional. We're so glad you're here. Welcome to Business of Design. I am your host. More importantly, I'm a working professional interior designer, so I feel your pain. I know your joy. I'm also advocate-in-chief at Business of Design, which means I'm fighting for all of us to build thriving, enviable careers, the careers we dreamed about when we first launched our businesses. I know for sure I'm living my dream job, and our guest today is living hers. It's a remarkable story of transformation that happened so fast, it can only be described as stratospheric. Jody Carter of Sydney, Australia, you've probably heard her on the show before was at the point in her career where I was, where I was fantasizing about doing something else for a living because I just couldn't figure out how to make my clients happy, how to keep the trades doing what I needed them to do, how to make money, how to make sense of all the chaos. And I was just at the point where I thought, I'm going to quit this, it's too hard, when I found a lifeline in a business coach. Now, this is years ago. This is pre-2000. And that business coach didn't have any answers for me, but she saved my life by telling me that even though she didn't have the answers, the answers were out there and we would figure it out. And we did. It took more than a decade. It shouldn't take you that long. And Jody Carter is proof. So you're going to hear all the things she did, including, spoiler alert, implement what she learned through business of design programs and videos and training, not from listening to the podcast alone, but by actually taking the courses and implementing. And her success can be your success. And if you're looking for a way to jumpstart the smart decision, I also want to point out two events that we have coming up, and I would love for you to join us. Charleston, the Business of Design Elite Retreat is happening April 27th to 30th. I'm sure Cheryl's going to tell you about it, but just yesterday I booked our first official home tour, and we also have a really cool learning opportunity that's going to happen, something we've never done before on a retreat. So I'm very excited about that. So do sign up for that. And if you're one of our Business of Design Aussie fans, boy, I'm excited to come and see you in March. I hope you'll sign up for our two-day intensive at Sydney's Boyd Blue. We are going to work hard. We are going to solve some problems. And we are going to help those of you who are new completely transform your business just like you're going to hear on this episode. And those of you who have signed up, who have been around for a while, I know why you're coming. It's just like me. We have to be reminded sometimes of the systems and strategies and boundaries that we just can't break because occasionally I will break the rules and it's always, always, always a mistake. I'm looking outside and snow is gently falling. I've got some Christmas wrapping to do. And I'm so grateful that you guys have been on this journey with me all this time. I hope we'll be seeing you face to face one day soon. In the meantime, I'm going to quickly check in with Cheryl, who's going to tell us. I think, Cheryl, you're going to tell us we're busy, right? Things are busy at Business of Design. Hey, Kimberly. Uh, Things are actually really busy at Business of Design. I always, you know, as long as we've been doing this, I always expect to like slow down in December. But there's something about 
getting started and planning for the new year in December rather than waiting for January that just, you know, seems to be popular within our community. So between membership and events, um, it, it is. It's a really busy month. So uh, this week specifically, uh, tomorrow, Wednesday, December 14th, we have BOD Live. And I'm going to be running that with Sierra Collins. Uh, she's been on the podcast before doing disc assessments, talking about strengths and weaknesses. And uh, now we're talking about goal setting because again, you know, this time of year, that's just, that's what everyone's doing. So, but it's not just about setting goals. It's about everything that you need to have in place before doing that in order to succeed. So uh, if you want to meet Sierra, uh, she is a business of design partner and uh, you can work with her directly through the coaching section of the website. So if you want to take a look there before joining BOD Live, uh, please come with your questions. If you're interested in having a disc assessment done, anything like that, she's certainly um, can stick around to ask questions answer questions rather uh, at the end of the session. But uh, please join us for goal setting with Sierra Collins tomorrow for BOD Live again, Wednesday, December 14th. Uh, Another big date for this week, December 15th is the last day to get in on early bird pricing for the retreat. And uh, I've had a lot of inquiries about that. Again, a lot of people planning for the new year right now, and it's the best time to get your ticket. So join us for the Business of Design Elite Retreat in Charleston, and that's happening April 27th to 30th. Uh, Space is limited. Uh, It's a great size group, and we do like to limit our numbers. So if you're interested, uh, please check out the details on the website. Of course, reach out to me if you have any questions. Also coming up in 2023, uh, we're headed to Las Vegas market in, uh, at the end of January, rather, uh, Kimberly will be speaking on stage at 11 AM on January 30th. It's the Monday of market. So, uh, reach out to us, let us know if you're going to be there. Um, you know, make a comment on one of our social posts about it, or send me an email. Uh, it's always nice to sort of have a list of Uh, names of members that are going to be there so that we can make sure that we watch for them Uh, following the events, come up and say hi, for sure. We would love to see you there. And if you are on the other side of the world, if you're in Australia, uh, we would love to see you as well. You can join Kimberly for the BOD 15, a two day intensive seminar, sort of the boot camp version of the BOD 15, whether you are learning it for the first time, or maybe you've taken it a while ago and you want a refresher, you want clarification on any of the steps. Uh, It's not every day that Kimberly gets to travel to Australia. So please join us for that. Get your tickets now. That's happening on March 6th and 7th, 2023. And of course, by the time this episode is over, you're going to want to hang out with Jody as well. She is going to be part of that seminar. She's helped us make it happen. And that's going to be hosted by Boyd Blue at their Sydney showroom. So we're super excited about that. But lots going on. Of course, I need to do a shout out for membership as well, because this really is one of our busiest months for new members joining. Um, If you are a business of design member, you know that I'm your first point of contact. Uh, I really get to know our members well. If you have any questions about content or anything that's happening, uh, where to find something within membership, reach out to me. That's what I am here for. Uh, If you're thinking about joining, now is the time. Again, I'm happy to jump on a call or answer questions by email, but um, please, if you want to make 2023 the best year yet, join us, become a member, attend one of our events, 
we love this community and we can't do the work we do without you. So please join us. It's going to be a great year. Thanks so much. Welcome to the Business of Design podcast with Kimberly Selden. Business of Design is the world's best business training for interior design professionals like you. We have the systems, strategies, and protocols you need to consistently satisfy clients, increase profitability, and run your projects like a boss. Unlike traditional coaching, BOD is a fast track to immediate results. Don't try to do this alone. Join today and you'll have access to hundreds of targeted training modules, plus member perks like BOD Live events, member-only podcasts, preferred pricing, and the support of an engaged community of peers. We all know design matters. At Business of Design, we think designers matter too. Jody Carter, how are you? Hello, good morning, Kimberly. I'm amazing now that I'm speaking to you. Oh how my, are you? I'm good, I'm good. Jody and I have a huge catch-up to do after the podcast. Work first, and then we have to get caught up, but... I think this is the first time, Jody. I'm introducing you to the business of design community as an official business of design coach. And we are so, so excited you're on board with us. Oh, that is so lovely. I'm so excited too. I've wanted this for a long time. So at manifesting and, you know, positive mindset. It's all coming to fruition. It's well, brilliant. yeah, and it, it doesn't always work quickly. We've talked about business of design coaches for a decade, but it took time for us to identify what does that look like? What are the skills that they need to have? How am I ever being the f- control freak that I am? How am I ever going to feel confident that that person is sticking to the message and really promoting everything that we have here as a fundamental. And then we met Jody, and she's just like, oh my gosh, she's like a mini me. And I'm just <laughs> really excited that you have now your first uh, business of design yes. member who's hired you for coaching, which we're really excited about. Me too, yes. Oh my gosh. And then we'll be coming to business of design. We'll be coming to Australia in, in uh, March in to Sydney and Jody, of course, you've been instrumental in pulling that all together and we're really excited about what's going to happen there. But today we're going to talk about, well, I guess we'll start with this. Every time I would meet someone from Australia who would say, you know, I really love everything you say, but it doesn't work here in Australia. You were kind of the first person who said, everybody stop, stop talking like that. It's not true. It does work. So what do you think was right for you that maybe has thrown other people? How did it work for you so smoothly? Oh, okay. So I think by the time I had actually found you, I had, your story was my story. So every podcast that I listened to and I binged you like crazy after the first one, I was like, oh my God, this is me. And pretty much all of those experiences that you talked about, I had had. And at the time I was actually probably in a little bit of a bad way, Um, mentally like that hit the wall type of time where I was considering 
maybe I should work at Bunnings, which is our hardware store here, big hardware <laughs> store. And um, and they provide boots and uniforms. And I was thinking that, that maybe that would be good. <laughs> I used to fantasize about the library. I'm going to go to the library. I don't think you get yelled at at the library or you don't really disappoint people in a big way at the library. That was my go-to. <laughs> I thought I'd just go to Bunnings and go, oh, yes, it's aisle such and such. Aisle such and such. That's what you're always doing. Everyone's always saying, where's this? Aisle nine, aisle ten. Anyway, um, so I heard you and I basically was like, okay, this is, you know, um, kind of a sign, I guess. I believe in those sorts of things. Um, I'm going to do it. And so and by I, do it, what do you mean? You like you you purchased membership. You bought a membership. Yeah, I purchased membership first, and I just started um, going through all the courses. But what I did was I implemented every single thing along the way. Yeah. So I didn't just do them all and then go. Mm. I implemented right from the get go. So the very first thing I did was I got a phone call um, from a potential client and I said, oh, yes, it's um, whatever it was back then, $300 um, for the consultation fee. And they said, yes, that's fine, no problem, send us the invoice. And I went, okay, great. And I got off that phone call and I went, oh, my good God, oh, my God, it works, it works. And I was just like, so excited just for that very first thing because before that yeah I hadn't done that yeah, for so all, have, all of us, right? Like you're kind of skeptical because we've all heard different coaches and we've paid a lot of money to sign up for this and that. And so you want you wanted to test it and see if it works. But while you're talking about the consultation fee, um, I know you that was your first one, $300 for the consultation. Tell everybody what your consultation fee is now. $1,500. Yeah, which it really annoyed me when I heard that last April because <laughs> I was like, I was only $1,000. Jody's like, you have to raise your consultation fee. And I'm like... There's no way. That's insane. And then I did, and I've gotten consultations. So I'm like, thank you, Jody. <laughs> I was really nice. You know, the thing is, it's a really important two hours, and we give away a ton of good information and good ideas. So much value in that first meeting. So I can't tell uh -huh. you how many people from Australia we meet and they say, oh, no, no, you could never do that in Australia. And so for the last, I don't know, three years, we're like, call Jody Carter because you're <laughs> wrong. Like you can do it. Um, anyway, yeah. so so mm. that's part of the, the secret then. You, you implemented. And that's true yes, no matter right, where right. you live. If you just listen to the podcast, you're not getting the whole program. And if you if you finally make the plunge and take the classes, but you never implement, you're also not getting the program. You actually have to change how you're yes. doing it if you want different results. Exactly. That is so true. And I had to change bit by bit the further I got into the course. But it, it probably, it, in total, it probably took me a good six months from like that very first finding you um, discovery, which I think was in October of like 2018 or 2019. I can't even remember now. Um, and then from there, um, so October and what, six months into that, like February or something, February, March, the year after I was then completely into the program and, and everything that I was doing, I was re I was updating everything that I had to be in a line 
with the business of design. So, but that that first that was the first thing, and then I um, realized that I the next thing I had to do was read that contract line by line. <laughs> and when I first heard you say that, I went, "Oh my god, she's freaking kidding me, isn't she?" Like yeah. I can't do that. I I but, had the same reaction. There's no way. That's silly. It's embarrassing, and yeah, I'm not yeah. doing it. That I trusted you, and I had really. There's nothing to lose. I, you know, let's just do it. So um, I had bought your contract and I had, you know, like put all that, um, I sort of had a few adjustments and things and I put it into my contract and I read it out to them at that first meeting. And um, my advice to people would be actually have a glass of water with you maybe and perhaps do a couple of practice runs even in front of the mirror or in front of a friend beforehand because my mouth went so dry and I was, I felt so nervous about it. Yeah. Um, but they just, they nodded and they went, oh, yes, yes. And then at the end they went, yeah, that's great. And they signed up and away we went. It's like, oh, my God. And I got out of there again that meeting and I was woo-woo on the way to the car and ringing everyone and going, oh, my God. <laughs> um <laughs> Oh my gosh, it's so good. Well, what about what about the person listening who says, "Well, I've implemented some of it," um, because we get that a lot, and, and they often end up being coaching clients because they'll say, "Well, I've I've done part of it, the parts that I think will work," and then they they run into problems, and I say, "Well, this problem is solved by this piece that you haven't implemented yet." So, like, how do people do? They do you have to have a brand new client and implement step one? Can you implement in the middle? What What's going to help that person who's really struggling? They're kind of heartbreaking because we've known some of them for a decade and they're they've they've implemented half, but they still struggle. Yes, yeah. The key is definitely is to have the whole thing. So, with my experience of that first one. I had most of it um, when I started that because I just went bullet a gate, let's do it. And that particular project did fall apart at the end. Um, However, since then, I've had mega, mega successful projects. But, um, yeah, what I would have to say is... I I honestly think it's better just to dive in and do it, um, even though those initial projects that you do do that are a little bit of semi um, the new process and semi your old process, you can kind of you'll you'll get your way through them and you'll get to the end and you'll also see the massive difference in the good things that you get from the business of design side um, compared to the old way that you did things. Um, if you're too scared to do that, well then yeah, wait for your next project. But I I think if you wait, sometimes it's that waiting and then you go oh I'm too scared I'm not going to do it so. My thing was, you know, I'd read a book 20,000 years ago. It feels like feel the fear and do it anyway. Yeah. And I was scared. but yeah. um, And I think most people are because you're so, you know, stuck in doing things the way that you do them. But this honest to God is such a better way. And, um, yeah, and, and people like us, you and I, um, we're there to help you through those things. And I believe me, like if you... If you do it, there's going to be some uncomfortable moments, but the results are absolute chalk and cheese from really (laughs) shitty projects to incredible 
projects. Yeah, I yeah, it's you're right about those uncomfortable moments. I I of course I remember the first time I read my contract line by line, I thought I was going to vomit. Um, and I wouldn't even consider doing a project unless I could do that now. I would not even take the project if they would not allow me to do that because it establishes all the groundwork. It answers all the questions. It establishes who's the professional and who's the client. And it happens so quickly and so easily. And uh, so I wouldn't even consider it. But there were so many moments like that, particularly those moments around money, because I, like a lot of interior designers, was just giving it away all the time, just giving it away. Every time there was a problem, don't Mm. worry, I won't charge you. Every time it was hard to solve something, oh, I can't charge them for that. Every time there was a deficiency, oh, they'll never pay if I charge them for that. Like on and on and on all the way to the poorhouse. So there are going to be some really uncomfortable moments, but it's so helpful as a member, you're part of the Facebook community and those people, they are there. They've got your back too. It's just part of your regular membership. Yeah, absolutely. So, and I use, I've got my lovely BOD boss group now. So even us, you know, we're well experienced, but we still run into little hiccups um, along the way. And it's lovely to have that support from them. But um, I think, yeah, actually just doing it, getting stuck into it and doing it and making that start. And the benefits of um, the contract, as you say, with all the money and all those tricky things, your clients actually really appreciate that. And I think they have a lot more respect for you up front um, as the professional and as the leader of the project. And like you say, you start the project how you want to finish the project. So you start it like a boss and finish it like a boss. And, um, yeah, the first few ones that I um, did where I was quite nervous about things and, um, like, asking for the retainers, as the retainers grew and as my um, hourly rate grew as well, the better those clients got. And then with the process, um, the amazing thing of like uh, what um, a lot of the kickback that I hear, I guess, from designers here is that how can you go and see them at that initial consultation for two hours and then say, I'm not going to see you for 10 weeks and come and just come back with a whole presentation. They're like, what about all the schematics? What about this? What about that? So with your process, there is after that initial um, consultation and that sign up, um, then we've got trade day. So yeah. we've got an opportunity to get all that information there. And we're being paid to get all that information there. So this is another massive thing where they go wrong here is that they'll go to the consultation and, yes, okay, most people now are charging for the consultation. That's an understood. That's changed, right? Um, Like that's a new, like when we started in 2004, 90% of designers weren't even charging for the consultation. Yeah. So it's that's awesome that that's become definitely a standard um the problem is though that they will go to that consultation and they won't give a price right. at that consultation 
So then they've got their client where their client's really warm and ready and like so impressed with them, but they say, okay, I'll come back to you with a proposal. And this is, I think, where the big fall down is, like in Australia, is they then go away. How long does it take to type a proposal and agonize over a fixed fee? Right. It Sometimes takes. we hear people say, oh, it only takes me a few hours. No, actually, I don't believe it only took you a few hours. And you agonize over it. And you solve problems that you don't have all the information for. You go like, yeah. we could do this, but you haven't spoken to the contractor, the plumber, the electrician to know that you actually could do that. And yeah. you just don't know enough at that point to come back with more ideas. That's right. So the way that we do it, um, we after that consultation, you sign them up basically, um, and I've got them when they're warm and they're ready and they're on board. Um, then we don't lift a finger, we don't do anything, we don't type any um, notes, nothing until we have that retainer amount in our bank account, and then like my project summary or my scope of works is typed up at an hourly rate, they build for that. Trade day has myself, two to three other designers potentially with me. I'm talking to the client meeting the trades and I've got my other designers, my project manager and designers running around like crazy, measuring, photographing, documenting everything. So my clients might be paying $5,000 for us to come for trade day. But because they know that that whole project or that to get them to presentation is going to be somewhere, you know, around the whatever I've, um, like a kind of a, um, a current retainer for me would be eighty to 90000 actually at the moment. Right. Um, so, you, so you have, you know that you can go and work on this project and you can bring on the people that you need to do the work effectively and and that that client is on board to pay for that um, because they're paying for your expertise and they have complete faith and trust in you that they're going to get the results. So I'm glad you talked about the retainer because that's another place it falls down. And you're so right. It falls down when you, you just don't have the confidence or maybe you don't have the system yet. You haven't signed up for membership yet. So you don't know how to talk about money at that consultation in a way that gets you a signed contract and a retainer. So, um, and then shortly, um, shortly as part of that conversation, you also need to know what the retainer size needs to be. And you were just like, I was Jody, where I was on the cusp of quitting it all because I just couldn't figure it out. And suddenly I went from, you know, thinking I'm never going to do this again to getting much bigger retainers. I think, you know, when I, I was like asking for 5,000 and then 10 and then 15 and yeah. And I've never gotten a $90,000 retainer, but I have gotten a 75 now. Thanks to Jody keeps pushing me. So, (laughs) you know, who you hang around with is really important, right? Because if you're hanging around with designers who are telling you all the time, it can't be done, it can't be done, then it won't be done. Right. And if you're hanging around with designers who are saying, yeah, it can be done and you should immediately do that, have some faith if you trust those people, if there's that trust there. So that retainer has been a process for you. You didn't like go from a $5,000 retainer or no retainer to an $80,000 retainer. How has that worked for you? No, 
yeah. So that has absolutely been a work in progress. Um, yeah, and I did the same as you. The first one was 5,000 and I drew down from that retainer. So I learned a really good lesson from that too because that was a project that went awry. <laughs> um, you know, it, it didn't end well and because I had drawn down from that retainer and then because I didn't give them an accurate, like, estimate of how much this was going to cost and actually probably because I didn't really know, right. um, in the end <laughs> they were so upset by the amount of hours that they had been billed. And I hear this a lot from um, like other designers where people are, are talking, how many hours do you know? Um, so the key to all of that is actually um, recording every single hour that you work. So I have all my staff recording their hours. I record all my hours. And it, at first it's hard to do, but then it becomes habit and then it becomes like second nature. And then everything that we do, that gives us a, a bank of data because we know that that previous project, when you go back through all the hours that were billed for that or the hours that were logged for that, that realistically is how long that project of that size took. So that then gave me the confidence um, as I went through. So I knew that with that first one that went a bit pear-shaped, that the next one was like, oh, okay. And I was only charging 165 an hour or something back then. So my whole project, and it was just me. So my whole project fees were, you know, my design fees were much lower. So I went from that to 8 to 10 to 15 to 20, um, then went from twenty and had a couple of the 20. Oh, that, I think um, my 8 and my 10 and my 15 actually went quite well. Um, smaller projects and they were I was getting better and better as it went along then I got to some bigger ones where I was too chicken to ask for too much more and I asked for 20 and it, even as I was saying it I knew in my head that I should be asking for 40 but I still didn't do it. Absolutely. It's so scary, right? It's everybody can relate to it's and I would even say it's even scary today. I still have trouble saying 75,000 because in my head it's like well, no one would pay that, who would pay that? But you know what? I pay that. I'm just having yeah. a big landscaping project done and I I had to give them a huge deposit to go forward. Yeah. And so yeah. as a customer I know what that feels like, but I had total faith in this company. They're come well recommended. They show up on time. They're prepared. They do what they say they're going to do. I give them money. In fact, you might even be able to hear them. I don't know if you can hear. We have like five huge, big earth moving machines. The floor is vibrating. I don't know what they're doing, but it seems like they're working. I'm super happy about that. But but there is some fear around it. And you mentioned yeah. that you were 165 at that point. What are you now? 375. Oh, thank goodness. I don't have to raise my rate yet. Jody, when I get together with Jody, I'm like, oh no, I'm afraid she's gonna make me go higher. You know, the thing is there's somebody listening right now who's saying, bully for you. Aren't you lucky? Like we can't do that where I live. I do appreciate that you might be in a situation where you can't charge that, but give some thought to Jody's story because it was 2018. You're thinking of quitting. Mm -hmm. You were mm. charging one sixty five an hour, but nothing for the consultation. Here we are, like four years later, and you're. It's a different. You said you were all by yourself in two thousand eighteen. Now you have multiple staff, multiple yeah. jobs. So yes. that fee that you charge is your brand. Yeah. 
that is your brand. And if you want those high-end luxury customers, they're not going to buy into the fact that you're a luxury designer if you're not charging luxury fees. And then you better okay. deliver or you're, you're yeah. in trouble, right? You better deliver. So every time I raised my rate, I had to get better and stronger and more confident at my job. I had to up the sex factor, sexy factor in my projects, you know, there's no sex in my project, in my projects, but there's sex, you know, there's a sexy factor. There's a wow factor. There's that, you know, yeah, I had to keep pushing myself up and up and up. And I still find myself still pushing, pushing that. I think once you start to raise those rates and you get those better quality projects, the better quality interiors and the pieces that you put in them come along with that yeah. as well yeah. because you're not running around, what do you call it, TK Maxx or something like that. <laughs> TJ Maxx um, in, in the United States, <laughs> HomeSense in Canada, and what is it in tar- it's tar- Target? Target. 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 <laughs> yeah, you know um, you yeah, shouldn't be going there. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's what we used to have to do because there was no money um, – you know, in the budget or we were doing um, these, I call them cheap and cheerful jobs. And I, I still remember this day after those two twenty. I had two $20,000 ones that went wrong and I went, right, that's it, no more cheap and cheerful, that is it, you know. And then I had to, so it was, it's been an evolving process, but I had to, and I'd listen, I'd listen to you pretty much every week anyway, but um, it was then niching down to yeah. working out who, what client is a good client that I want to work with and what are the clients that I don't want to work with and how do I talk to the clients that I want to work with. Um, so that made a big difference as well. Like you cannot be everything to everyone. Um, you do need to have a specialty. And like you say as well, you know, if you just go to a, a GP doctor, you know, you just expect GP service. But if you want the best, you go to the specialist. So, sorry, now Absolutely. my dog's barking. Yeah, that's um, so cute. Oh, when I, by the way, when I come to Sydney, I get to meet Frankie, right? Frankie is your little pug and you can you can kind of hear her snorting in the background sometimes. So hopefully Boyd Blue will let us bring Frankie to uh, the, the BOD 15 we're doing. What are the dates in March? Do you remember what they are off the top of your head? Oh, yes. It's the 6th and 7th of March. Okay. And we're going to do a deep dive into the 15 steps. Jody will be there. In the meantime, if you'd like to work with Jody as your business of design coach, I'm thrilled to endorse her because she's strong and she's powerful. She doesn't waver. She knows what she's doing. And quite honestly, she's somebody who's running a successful design firm. And that's where you should get your coaching. You, you really should. I personally, I've hired a lot of people who aren't running successful design firms as a coach, and it hasn't got me where I need to be. So um, yeah. I'm very grateful for sure for this community. I hope everybody will come out to Boyd Blue in March. We'd love to, to meet you in Sydney. And then Genevieve, who's in boss group number two, has said she might have a project near the showroom 
uh, that we all could tour, hang out or do a party. So we've, we've talked about like, let's also do some kind of fun social event, I guess. And and we know a builder too. We know a builder from Builder 20 who's, who's doing a project like walking distance from Boyd Blue or he lives walking. So we're going to come up with some other fun things to do. So do sign up for that. And then it's so much fun hanging out with you guys. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm so looking forward to it. And then Jody, we end every episode with design intervention. What comes to mind? Okay. Well, mindfulness. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Okay. It's always kind of my woo woo stuff, but oh my God, it's so works. So, you know, watch yourself talk and um, thinking positive, like, you know, what you put into your head or your mind is like what comes into your life. So this is really, really important and I have to catch myself all the time um, and I've, you know, run these, the right things through my head. Don't say, oh, my God, you're an idiot or, you know, stop yourself when those sorts of things happen. But um, all our thoughts actually become reality. So um, all of these thousands and I read a lot, so I'm constantly reading business books and things as well to help with my journey because, there's a whole sort of part to it. Um, but, yeah, please, please watch yourself talk. Um, think positive. Think abundance as well because yeah. they, do not think that your clients can't afford your services or that they can't afford a $54,000 chandelier because there is so much money out there. There is so much and you can be a part of it. Absolutely. Somebody once said to me, the subconscious can't take a joke. So that's why when I say something like, I'm so stupid, I'll never get it. The subconscious believes that. And right. And so it's really important to watch that self-talk. And the other thing that helps me when I say something really hateful to myself, I I think like, would I say that to one of my children? I would never say that to one of my children. Right. So if I can't say it to my kids, don't say it to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. All right, sweetie, I can't wait to see you. Yep, me too. Yay. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. See you soon. Thank you for being part of the Business of Design community and supporting BOD's mission to improve the industry one design business at a time. It's time for you to take the next step and join Business of Design. Like thousands of design professionals in 50 countries around the world, you'll find the systems, strategies, and protocols you need to dramatically improve your business and transform your life. What are you waiting for? Start today.